630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Hey, good evening and welcome to the show. The Edmonton Elks are on a bit of a roll, aren't they? Uh, we're going to talk to Adam Konar about that a little bit later on in the program and talk to him at practice this morning as uh, the Elks uh, went back to work getting set for the BC Lions, who they will host on Friday uh, at Commonwealth Stadium. So that's coming up, 7.30 game on Friday as the Elks host the BC Lions. But uh, what a night it was last Friday in uh, Regina. 36-27, the Elks over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Another comeback, another good fourth quarter, another uh, defensive performance where they shut down the opposition and then are able to go on to the win. Uh, let's get on the Trey Ford wagon because everybody's there, right? Uh, 13 of 20, 173 yards in the air, uh, a touchdown pass and an interception. He also ran for 70 yards and a touchdown as well. He had an 8.7 uh, rushing average uh, for his uh, carries in the game. Uh, Kevin Brown, even better, 9.2 on average, 19 carries, 175 yards for Kevin Brown, second week in a row. He sets a personal best for yards in a game. He has now gone over a 1,000 yards in rushing this season, which uh, certainly is uh, great to see. But the story is uh, Trey Ford, uh, post-game, Jake uh, Serezna. We talked to him, and he talked about Trey Ford and what he's meant to the team. I mean, anytime you got number two a playing quarterback for you, I just believe we have a chance to win the game so um you know there's a couple scores we gave up early where where um you know it's kind of on the defense and, and we just knew the offense was going to get us back in the game and then you know towards towards the end of the game we we're going to have to come up with a big stop to, to help our team out too so it was just it was just all three phases playing well and uh, it's a collective win what's it like on the bench for example tonight on the touchdown pass to gino lewis when trey just kept it alive kept it alive kept it alive i don't know if you guys are looking at video or not or you're watching the play in the field what was it like on the bench for that play i mean it's just fun to watch man i mean just to see that, what kind of athlete he is and run around i'm sure i'm sure you guys are having the same thing just just what an athlete that guy is oh, yeah. and, and the ability for him to make plays and extend plays um you know it takes me back to 2018 play with mike riley where you just knew something special was going to happen so i think i think he's a special guy and, and it's just the, there's no ceiling for that guy you know sky's the limit sky's the limit indeed there's some high praise from jake serezna comparing i think more the leadership skills and the fact that he gets things done comparing trey Ford to Mike Riley because they don't play the similar style, right? Uh, Riley really could sling the football. He could run and take off, but not like uh, Trey Ford can. But uh, I've been impressed the things I've heard Trey say uh, both uh, in the dressing room after wins and the videos that we've seen the team release and in interviews and just talk about his leadership skills. He really seems to have it and there's still so much excitement about Trey Ford and what he has accomplished. Uh, we will hear uh, more about the touchdown pass he threw to Gino Lewis uh, later on in the program. We're also going to talk to Julio Caravada on the program. He's the radio uh, analyst for the BC Lions broadcast and man, what a fourth quarter they got to witness in that game on Saturday night. The comeback win for uh, the Lions against uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks got the winning touchdown with what, 16 seconds to go. So we'll check in on the Lions with Julio coming up a little bit later on in the program. Right now though, let's uh, bring in Adam Konar from the conversation I had with him uh, today after practice. You know, last time we had Adam on the show, uh, it was like 0-6 or 0-7 or 0 and eight or something like that. It wasn't good. And uh, he told me, uh, we just need one win and we'll get it rolling. Well, they got it rolling. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had a good feeling about our team the whole year, you know, even when we couldn't quite get it right um, earlier in the season. But we knew once we started to click, we have a really good team that can compete with anybody in the league. So, I mean, that's that's what you see happening, right? Our team's kind of coming together right now, and we're showing we can compete with anybody. We can win against anybody. So it's good to good to see it come together. Got to be nice to get rewarded now, huh? Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the continual work that we've been putting in, you know, even when the games weren't going the way we wanted, everybody was still coming in every day to work, and that's what it's all about, just building that consistency and, and you see the results starting to pay off. Uh, offense has certainly come to life in the last, you know, four or five games especially. Uh, how much easier has that made things on the defense? Yeah, I mean, it. It's all about playing three-phase football, right? Special teams, offense, and defense. And when one phase isn't isn't uh, clicking, it makes it harder on the other phases. Um, but that that's what happens. I mean, when one phase isn't clicking, you got to pick it up on the other side of the ball. It's like um, the past couple games. I mean, defenses kind of shut down the other teams in the fourth quarter and allowed the offense to to make some plays and make some scores. So it all works hand in hand, right? It, you got to pick each other up when you're not playing well. And it's all about playing balanced football. Uh, the last two games, fourth quarters, it's been magic the way the offense and the defense have teamed up together. Uh, talk about the defense and the big stops. I know you go back to the, the rematch game. I think the last three series, you were all two and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got the big plays in the fourth quarter when you needed them in Regina, mm-hmm. especially the safety uh, late to kind of give everybody a little bit of breathing room. It's nice when everybody works together. It is, yeah. And I mean, that, like, going to keep going back to it, but it's just about all the work we've been putting in every single week just starting to pay off right we we know what we have in this team and it, it it's just about it all coming together and it it is starting to come together so i mean yeah and that's what you see on the field right that's what you see on the film it's starting to starting to pay off all that work and it's finally starting to uh turn itself into some wins for us too i guess the only bad thing is it took a little bit longer than everybody wanted to so you mm-hmm. kind of got into a hole that you're trying to yeah. climb out of doesn't leave you much room for error the rest of the way no, definitely not. I mean, it's it's pretty much playoff playoff football for us from here on out, right? Which is, uh, you know, the CFL season always kind of kicks up another notch uh, once Labor Day hits, right? So it's no different than uh, any other year that playoff comes to hit. But yeah, for us, uh, we just got to keep keep playing well and focus on what we're doing and uh, not what's happening with other teams. And the approach is obviously, as it always is in football, it just seems one game at a time, uh, but even yeah. more so now, eh? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's everything into this one game every single week right now. So, yeah, right now all our focus is on BC and getting the win at home this week. Um, And that's it, one step at a time. Has there been any kind of change in the defense, the way you play, the way you approach things in the last month or so, or is it just finally just kind of clicked? Yeah, I don't think there's been any major changes. It's just starting to starting to click a little bit more. Guys getting more comfortable with each other as well. Um, DBs and linebackers and D-line all working together a little better at this point. Um, so yeah, you're starting to see all that all that work pay off. Yeah, there hasn't been as many changes this year uh, due to not making those changes and and staying healthy for a lot of part of the year. That's yeah. that's got to help too, right? A hundred percent. I mean, that continuity just makes it so much easier. You know, when you have the same guys on the field every week it's a lot easier to build that chemistry and you you know how the other guys are playing different plays and stuff you know you know what the guy beside you
you is going to be doing every single play. And so it helps a lot when you have that continuity, for sure. Uh, talk to you about Niles Morgan. You're playing right beside him. Uh, guys turned into a, now that he's healthy, he turned into a tackling machine. Yeah, he is. And I mean, it, even last year when he was playing, he was a tackling machine, man. Um, one, of the, one of the best tacklers I've been around, for sure. Uh, so it, it helps make my job a little easier knowing he's inside and ready to ready to make some tackles that I might not be there for. All right, I want to ask you about Trey Ford on the defense side of the ball. We know what he's done to the offense. He's been a spark plug. How much does a defense feed off of, you know, the, the offense, the guy's generally excited to play with him and, mm -hmm. and excited to see what he does next. How does that carry over to the defense side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, same, same kind of thing. I mean, it, he's a... I mean, it's a fun, fun person to watch play football. You know, uh, he makes a lot of exciting plays happen. So, I mean, when any big plays happen on a team, whether it's special teams or us watching the offense from the sideline, all that stuff helps pick us up and pick up the energy on the whole team, right? So when he's out there making some big plays, it definitely helps get us some momentum and feel like we want to go out and make some plays ourselves. Whether it's that, that big run in the Labor Day game, whether it's that uh, scramble to hit Gino in Regina last week, yeah. what are you guys thinking on the sidelines? Uh, I, I know you're sometimes you know having meetings and watching video and stuff, yeah. but when you, does everyone like go, oh, man, he's doing it again? Yeah, I mean, it, some of the plays are pretty unbelievable. You know, it's, it's you. I haven't really seen a quarterback, at least since I've been in the CFL, being able to run around the way he does and make the plays that he does. I mean, it, it's like watching someone play backyard football out there, you know, but he's doing it at a professional level, which is even more impressive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, BC Lions coming up on, on Friday night. Uh, obviously another important game. Just talk about approach to them. Their offense is pretty good. They had a great group of receivers. They can they can drop some points on teams. They do, yeah. Their receiving group is one the one of the best, if not the best, in the league. And VA can sling it with, with anyone in the league, too. So um, we just got to you know continue what we've been, been doing, what we've been preaching, just playing disciplined football, doing our job every single play, like focusing on what we have to do and and hopefully that'll pay off. You get the bye week coming up after this game. Is it kind of coming at a bad time because you're building up so much momentum? I know rest is, is good anytime, yeah. but yeah. I mean, you got some momentum going. It might be kind of sad to step away from the field. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I mean, I think it'll be good for guys to just reset. You know, our, our bye weeks have been spread out pretty, uh, pretty good this year. So we've been going, what, this will be our seventh straight game. So, I mean, it's a good time for a bye week. Yeah, it's coming at. Uh, a time where we are building some momentum but you know if we go in and uh win this game like we want to against bc um i don't think it'll it'll affect us at all bc toronto montreal winnipeg that's a tough four games oh 100 percent. i mean it's no real real easy games as we know uh in the cfl right but some are tougher than others right? definitely yeah definitely um but you know it's it's just the way it is um i mean we want to play we want to play the best teams in the league, you know. We want to show we can compete with anybody. So we're not, we're not uh, looking at the schedule like it's a daunting task. Where, like you said before, we're taking it game by game. So this week is BC, and then focus on whatever's next after that. Thanks for your time, Adam. Okay, thanks, Marley.
Adam Konar, I uh, talked to him earlier today after the Elks uh, practice, having a real good season. We were talking about now. It's Morgan. Uh, Adam Konar's having a great season as well. 59 defensive tackles uh, for the Elks. I think he had five in the game on Friday in Regina. So he's having a real good season as well. The uh, Elks now have won four of their last five, getting set for the BC Lions coming up Friday night on, uh, at Commonwealth Stadium. 7.30 start for that game. That means the uh, countdown to kickoff will begin at 6 o'clock here on 6.30, Chad, for the Elks and the BC Lions. A couple of other things to uh, uh, make note of. Uh, the Elks uh, Cleats of Strength program, which is just a, a tremendous program that they've had going all season long. Uh, a, a kid from the Stollery, uh, along with a player, uh, designed some cleats. They get made up, and they wear them in the game, and now they're out uh, up for auction. Uh, the latest uh, two up for auction, uh, the cleats that uh, Eugene Lewis wore in the Labor Day Classic rematch game, and uh, cleats that Jamin Pelly wore in the game in Regina on Friday night. Now both up for auction. You can head to the Elks website, goelks.com, for more information on uh, the uh, Cleats of Strength program. But I believe uh, the end of the month will be when uh, the uh, the the bidding closes uh, on both of those. So uh, that's the situation there. So uh, uh, take note of that. Be great. Uh, they're great looking shoes too. I've, we've seen them all uh, throughout the season, and they are uh, tremendous looking shoes. So uh, go to uh, goelks.com and uh, get in on that. Uh, NFL Monday Night Football tonight. The Saints leading the Panthers 13-6. That's in the fourth quarter. And the Steelers have now come back to take a 16-11 lead on the Cleveland Browns. When we come back, we'll head to Vancouver and check in with the BC Lions in Julio Caravada. Uh, my name is Morley Scott. You're listening to the Elks this week on 630 Chet. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Uh, we're going to check in with uh, Julio Caravada, the uh, color analyst on the BC Lions radio broadcast in a moment. But first, uh, one more thought on Trey Ford. Of course, he had that great play uh, in the game on Friday in Regina, scrambled around. Uh, it was like a second and 17, and he turned it into a touchdown pass to Geno Lewis. Trey's out there having fun right now, man. He's out there playing like a, like he's in a video game. So it's just like, yeah. and it's tough. It, it frustrates defenses. Like, you, you out there in the game, and you just hear the defense like, ha, 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 like they because they like, there you go again. Ford's in some trouble, stays on his feet as he gets hit, turns and uh, back to the 35, and then finally will throw the ball, touchdown! And they're up, Edmonton, touchdown, Elks. Eugene Lewis has the TD, and the Elks are about to tie the game, and Trey Ford just made chicken salad out of chicken feathers. We had, had a play call. The guy came off the edge a little bit, wasn't feeling super comfortable with it, so I scrambled, and then, you know, made ended up making the guy miss, and then had the opportunity to reverse field and I just kept my eyes down the field you know looking around hoping one of our receivers would pop open um I, I thought I could have squeezed it into uh, Gavin Cobb on that one play too, actually. But then I saw Gino wide open. So then, uh, you know, I just you don't took the touchdown. Uh, there you go. That's uh, Trey Ford talking about uh, one of the few spectacular plays he's had. Of course, there was that great play in the in the Labor Day game where he ran all over the place. And then uh, that play Friday in Regina, one of the many. Uh, 1,163 yards passing, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, 471 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. He does that all in six games. And maybe most importantly, they've won four of those six games. Had big leads in the other two. Should have won them as well. He could be actually 6-0 and when you think about it. Uh, all right. Let's head out to the left coast now and uh, bring in uh, my friend and yours, Julio Caravada, uh, color analyst on the uh, radio broadcast for the BC Lions. Julio, how you doing? I'm good, Morley. How are you, my friend? 
Uh, very good. Thank you. I uh, appreciate yeah. that. Um, man, uh, we were talking about the Elks' fourth quarters in the last couple of games. They they outscored uh, uh, Calgary sixteen uh, nothing, and then uh, outscored or sorry, outscored Calgary eighteen nothing. Then outscored uh, Saskatchewan sixteen nothing in the fourth quarter. Man, the BC Lions had a fourth quarter the other night. Tell me about that one. That game. That game was like uh, clean and done, and Ottawa was going to have the big upset, yeah. and then the Lions' offense just went to work. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was uh, they needed a lot to kind of go their way, and they did. You know, but, you know, looking back on it, and you know, they didn't. They, you know, they they definitely got lucky in in the sense that they they were allowed back in that game, and of course, they had to make plays in order to to win the game. But I think too, looking back, there's there's you know there there's a lot of things that they're probably not very happy about, but ultimately, the win is the most most important thing, and. Uh, I know Rick Campbell will always say that, you know, I'll take the win and, and, and we'll work on uh, watching the film and, and trying to get better. But um, it was definitely one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And, and uh, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the, the greatest comeback uh, the Lions have ever had at home. So uh, it was, you know, super, super exciting to, to be a part of. 23 nothing. they outscored Ottawa in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Just some um, incredible numbers, really. And, and they got the winning touchdown with what? That, and that's there's the beautiful thing about the, the CFL. You score the winning touchdown, what you think is a winning touchdown, with 16 seconds left, but you still got to stop them again because yeah, Ottawa had a chance again. And that, that's why this game is so great. I know. I, you know what? That's, it's so true. That I remember thinking about that at, at that point because when they, when they scored the touchdown, they kicked off, and, and, and Ottawa had a decent return. I was like, oh my god! Like, but then I realized that they were up four instead of three, and I was just like, oh, like you know. But it, it is. It just gives. It's a perfect example of that. You're just how this game is just so special that way. When uh, you know, it, 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 so much can happen in the last few minutes of the game because you get so many different opportunities. So uh, that's what we all love about it. So it, it was uh, a real classic in that sense. And uh, and like as you said, you pointed out uh, with that interview just prior with uh, with Trey Ford and. The way that Edmonton has played over the last little bit, um, you know, they are a very much improved team, especially offensively with with Trey. And I'm I'm thrilled to see him finally get his opportunity to really kind of show showcase his skills. And you know, I, I've always said this, uh, you know, when a when a young kid gets like gets an opportunity like that, you know, playing professional football is not easy, um, and it takes some time, um, you know, to adjust yourself to the speed and the athleticism and everything else. Well, you just need that opportunity, and um, he has proven that with that opportunity that he he could be a huge, huge star and a fantastic player, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah, indeed, he's been a story. I mean, uh, he's got this town talking uh, in the last uh, the last couple of weeks or so because everybody's excited not just to watch him, but uh, just to see what he does next. He's so unpredictable, and and you got to feel bad for defenses because you know yeah. they, they put a spy on him. Saskatchewan had two spies on him for a while in the game, and uh, he just breaks free and gets yards. He's had at least yeah. fifty yards in every game. He's had fifty yards once, sixty yards once, had a hundred yard game, had seventy yards a couple of times. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter what you do, he's going to get yards. Yeah, well, that, and that's and that's what makes him so dangerous, right? Is that that ability, right? And uh, and and the other thing, as you said, like when a defense is is you know specifically putting out guys out there to make sure that you're not running and you're still doing it, <laughs> you know, what I mean that tells you something about your ability to move around back there. So he's a huge problem because, and it's one interesting thing that he said that, and I think this is where 
he's evolved as as a quarterback is you know when you first start to play you are going to you know the tendency as a as a first year quarterback is to to make one read and then you're running you know you're out of the box you're trying to you're scrambling all over the place the difference now with him is that and he said it he had his eyes downfield and that's what makes a running quarterback really really dangerous is that ability that when you break out of the pocket or you you scramble and you have that ability that to still keep your eyes downfield, that's when you have a defense that it, you know I mean they're they're right in the palm of your hands because uh, with the size of the field and the way receivers move around in the scramble, there's bound to be a big play and he's been able to find it. So uh, I know Ryan Phillips is probably going to have very many. He's uh, uh, going to have a few sleepless nights heading into this game because. Um, you know, he is a real handful on defense, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of a plan the Lions have um, I, for him. Yeah, I, I think it might be a little bit up to the to the BC offense to to keep their defense yeah. on the field and let them yeah. rest. That might be the best way to attack yeah, yeah. Trey Ford is to make sure the defense is rested in the fourth. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. I mean, that's a that is definitely a strategy, right? You 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 want to you want to keep him on the sidelines and and then the other thing too is like you 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 want to be able to take advantage of your opportunities right and the the thing about you know uh Edmonton and 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 Chris Jones and you know it was going to just be a matter of time you know he 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 can coach right he, he's a great coach and he's always proven defensively he, he he can throw a lot of different things at you and you've got to be you know on your mark when you play against him because uh uh, you know he's going to have his team fired up and ready to go, and now he's got the offense, um, you know, moving in the right direction as well. So that's why their record is what the, what it is, and you know, uh, obviously getting Rick Lalasure in there as well has has probably stabilized everything on the other end. Um, you know, I got such respect for him and and what he brings to the table. So uh, listening, I'm just happy that things are are moving in the right direction because if you're a fan of the game. Um, you need to see the city of Edmonton, you know, be back to where it once was because you know how good they are supporting their team. Indeed. Uh, Julie, I wish we had more time, but we are out of it tonight. Appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you on the weekend. Yeah, for sure, Morty. Take care, buddy. Uh, all right, safe travels. That's Julia Caravata, the radio analyst for uh, the BC Lions. The Lions, to me, they're a bit of a surprise this year. I didn't think they lost a lot of good players, including Nathan Rourke, of course, to the NFL. Uh, they lost a lot of good players, but they're 9-4. and four. They got a game in hand with uh, on Winnipeg, and they're one win behind them. So uh, it's a big game for the BC Lions coming up Friday night at uh, Commonwealth. Uh, tickets uh, at uh, GoWelks.com. Don't forget to give away another trip. This one's to uh, Madrid in Spain to see Taylor Swift. They can't say her name, but I can. So that's going to happen. It's a student's night as well. So uh, head to GoElks.com to get your ticket information. Also, you can uh, bid on the cleats uh, of strength as well. We'll have the game for you Friday if you're not going. Uh, 7.30 starts 6 o'clock for the countdown to kick up. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy. Thanks to Adam Konar. Thanks to Judah Caravata. And thanks to you for joining me tonight on the Elks this week. I'll see you tomorrow morning at uh, 5.30 on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre.